you do it right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only. What is up, everybody? This is episode number 64, The Darker Side of Camelot, with your host, Rob Clark, otherwise known as Lobster Larry today. <laughs> yeah, I'm in pain, people. I am hurting, hurting. Uh, ended up going to the pool yesterday and used some of my son's 50 SPF sunscreen, uh, that he used last summer and apparently it degraded <laughs> and I got burnt really really badly across my chest and stomach and my shoulders and my arms and my head and I am hurting but <clears throat> I'm here for you people I'm here for you um okay so what I want to talk about today is not a very popular subject among JFK researchers because uh you know the the I don't know how to say this the the man himself uh you know is 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 revered among many many people and many researchers uh from, you know from being called the greatest president that ever lived the last true president we ever had um you know but there as there always is um a darker side to the story and <clears throat> when it comes to the events of November 22nd, 1963, um, I mean, it's quite evident to me, and it's something that I haven't really touched on on the show before, and that is the Secret Service. Um, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, They pulled the trigger that, you know, they allowed things. But you know what? The protection for his trip to Dallas, uh, it just wasn't up to par. It just wasn't. 
Um, they broke their own protocol. You know, they didn't check. They didn't check tall buildings. They didn't shut windows. They didn't weld down manhole covers. You know, they they, they didn't have people on the ground. Um, they didn't have anybody on the rooftops. You know, they went slower than they were supposed to, of course, because they had to go around the corner on Elm Street. Um, but, you know, something, something's fishy there to me. And, you know, I know Vince Palomero's done a lot of work on, on the Secret Service and their, as Fitzer calls it, complicity in, in, in the murder of JFK. But I, I don't know if it's just if it's complicity, if it's implicit complicity, or, uh, you know, they were, they were told to be lackluster or they were just lackluster. You know, they'd been on a, uh, somewhat of a, of a long trip. They may have felt safe in Texas, you know, LBJ's home state, uh, you know, there, there, there is talk of the, uh, that the FBI and, and, and Secret Service were aware of, of assassination plots in Dallas. Um, but then you talk to some other people and say that those documents were are faked. So, you know, I've also heard reports, you know, that they were out drinking until the wee hours of the morning. They are drinking some intense stuff uh, at a bar. Yeah, but the reason I bring it up is because... I think everywhere, <clears throat> except in the motorcade, um, you know, I mean, the, the Queen Mary was following pretty close. <clears throat> if you look at pictures and movies um, from from the rest of the motorcade, of which we have a lot of, uh, from Love Field to Elm Street, and, you know, there's, the cops are riding to the right and left rear of the limousine, providing a, a somewhat barrier. Um, you have agents standing on the side, two on each side, standing on each side of the Queen Mary, uh, also providing some kind of obstruction uh, to somebody from a high vantage point. Um, and what I never did understand, of course, was, uh, you know, if if there was an agent riding on the back you know, like, like Clint Hill, uh, was there for a little bit. They have those handles on the, on the back of the trunk and there's a platform on the bumper where, you know, the agents can stand like right behind, uh, Jackie and, and where, where, where JFK were, you know, if there were agents stationed there on the limousine at that point, what the hell was the sixth floor shooter in the depository going to do? Cause there would have been no way in hell that he could have hit Kennedy, you know, and they didn't have, you know, unless they had a guarantee that that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, people that want to put Lee, Lee Oswald up in the sixth floor, you know, if he was a lone assassin, he wouldn't have had confirmation from anybody that there would be nobody riding on the bumpers that day. And that he would have a pretty much unobstructed shot, which, you know, it's debatable, you know, when you, when you throw into account, you know, the motorcycle police and, and the guy standing on the Queen Mary, you know, he did whoever, if anybody was shooting from the sixth floor of the depository, they would have had to thread the needle a little bit, uh, 
you know, to get to Kennedy. It wasn't a straightforward, unobstructed shot. You know, you had a tree, a tree there. Um, you know, you had guys standing on the Queen Mary. If you look at the Alton Six, you know, you can see these guys standing there. They're standing right on each side of the of the Queen Mary. You know, you got the motor, motorcycle cops on each side. They would have had to thread the needle a little bit. It wouldn't have been a difficult shot, but it wouldn't have been just a plain, wide-open, unobstructed shot either. <clears throat> and I bring that up to say this. You know, if there was a plot against JFK and the Secret Service were told to, you know, keep their security lax in Dallas uh, for whatever reason, then why would the Secret Service go along with this? That's what I've always thought, you know. They take an oath to protect with their life. You know, whoever they're protecting, be it the, the, the president, the first lady, uh, vice president, you know, the vice first lady, um, former presidents, you know, they're, they are to take a bullet, you know, to save or prevent the killing of, you know, a highly elected official. That's their job. Okay. You know, the other part of their job is to do advance work. Uh, you know, to make sure that these high buildings are, they'll have the windows nailed shut, uh, make sure the manhole covers are welded shut, uh, things of this nature. Um, but that wasn't done in Dallas. They, and the question then becomes why? Why wasn't it done in Dallas? You know, and why did the Secret Service go along with it? You know, just because, you know, people tell you things to, to do, you know, you got to make make it up for yourself whether you feel that it's just or right, uh, you know, to go along with it, or you're just as bad and evil as they are. Now, I was listening to a very very good show uh, today on the murder of Marilyn Monroe, and I can already hear the eyeballs rolling out there. But let me tell you, go listen to the show and go read this book. Okay, I, I've read a couple books about it in the past, and uh, one of them is called Red Mist. It's a fiction. It's a faction book. It's it's fact based fiction um, about what possibly could have happened uh, to Marilyn Monroe, but it's based on facts. It's just a fictionalized account, and also in the book uh, by Richard Gilbride, Matrix for Assassination. He uh, uh, attempts to tie together the murder of Marilyn Monroe uh, to, you know, from, from everything from Roswell to the murder of Marilyn Monroe to the murder of JFK to the murder murder of RFK, and and you know basically find common threads, <clears throat> and he did quite good at it. So this wasn't my first foray into this kind of thinking, but again in the forums and, and in the groups, it's it's not a uh, very favorable topic because there's a lot of, you know, just blind Kennedy lovers out there who thought this dude walks on water and, and that's it. You know, he can never do no harm, no wrong, no foul. But, you know, when you, when you, when you take those blinders off and you take a look at the times, okay, and, you know, I'm sure his whole life, Kennedy was a womanizer, a, a chick magnet, you know, like he had, he just had this air about him and he's a good looking dude. 
you know, he's always well, well off, you know, come from well-to-do family, you know, the Blue Bloods, uh, the New England Blue Bloods, you know, he's a Catholic guy, and, uh, you know, women just flocked to him, they were entranced by him, they were mesmerized by him, they, they wanted to be around him, and it was no different for people like Marilyn Monroe, uh, Jane Ma- Jane Mansfield, um, Mimi Alfer, Mary Meyer, uh, and there's a, a bunch of other ones. I can't sit here and name you all of his uh, trysts. You know, it goes from secretaries in the White House to movie stars to uh, German spies. But <clears throat> what? What concerned me when I heard the show today, and it's the it's the Opperman report by Ed, Ed Opperman. He does a great job on his show, and he had these guys on uh, that wrote a book called "The Murder of Marilyn Monroe: Case Closed," and it has um, a lot of new information in it. Uh, you know, they they name the woman in the polka dot dress uh, at RFK's murder. He puts. Uh, I think three different CIA people at, at, at the ambassador. Uh, this this fellow who, who who did the kill shot on RFK, uh, the medallion man. Uh, he implicates, of course, Thane Eugene Caesar with two shots to the armpit, one missing, and of course Searhan being the distraction shots up front. Uh, with this medallion guy come, swinging into last second with a with a shot to the head, and he had two shots one one missed, one hit. You know, and these guys they have pictures and documents in their book, uh, first hand eyewitness accounts, interviews with people that had never been interviewed before concerning Marilyn Monroe's murder, and they put together a very good case that uh, <laughs> Bobby Kennedy was behind her murder. Um, a very good case. In fact, I walk away convinced of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what this means, okay, it means a lot of things. But, you know, of, of, Marilyn was sleeping with JFK, but she was also sleeping with RFK. And she was more fixated on RFK. I think he was feeding her lines like he was going to leave Ethel and marry her. And, he, and, you know, he wanted to be with her and this and that. And things started to get out of hand. Uh, you know, they're being, Marilyn uh, was being surveilled by the FBI. Her house and phone were tapped and wired and bugged. Uh, you got Tris going on at Peter Lawford's house where he was videotaping. Uh, he said he had a videotape of JFK and Marilyn Monroe having sex. Just all kinds of stuff was happening. All kinds of stuff was going down. And then, and then uh, you know, the FBI would have a document stating that Marilyn was seen, uh, you know, entering this hotel with this, this, this person, you know, like she might've been passing along, uh, state secrets, um, you know, pertinent information, you know, this is a very, very, uh, hairy time back then with the, uh, Cuban missile crisis, of course, and the Bay of pigs and everything else going on. Uh, you know, in addition to JFK trying to be a good president and, uh, but imagine for a second, if you're a Secret Service agent, okay, you're sworn to, to lay down your life for this man, this great man, the greatest man in the country, okay? But in the meantime, you know that this great man 
is cheating very much, I might add, and often on his wife and his family. You know, he's got two kids, you know, and almost three. So, you know, they, they it probably sickens them just a little bit to think that, that everybody reveres this man so much, you know, as, as this great guy, this great president. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, he's diddling everything that walks, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm sure Jackie Kennedy was, you know, a sweet, sweet lady. And maybe she knew what was going on. Maybe she didn't. Maybe that was part of the deal. Uh, you know how th things were different back then, you know. You know, hey, you want to be the first lady? Well, here's what it's going to entail. You know, I'm going to do my thing. You, you can do your thing. Uh, but when, when needed, we're a family. We're going to be seen in public together. We're going to be uh, a family unit, you know. And, and, the, and the, back then, the press didn't report on any of this stuff like they do now, you know. They'll dime you out in a heartbeat now. They see you walking out of somebody's house. But back then, it was different. You know, they didn't report, you know, all these trysts. They didn't follow, you know, the president and, and the attorney general around the United States, you know, at all times uh, to see what they were doing. Um, you know, now, I mean, you know, the president can't fart without somebody knowing about it in Zimbabwe five minutes later. But back then, it was a lot different. And, you know, as long as he put on a pretty public face with his pretty little public family, uh, everything was okay. But maybe there was just a little bit of resentment there, okay, from, from these Secret Service guys who thought, man, you know, I mean, they're going from, from, you know, old Dwight D. Eisenhower, you know, this great general, to, you know, this, this pretty boy, playboy, womanizing, you know, supposed family man who wasn't really um but he was but he wasn't you know but he was doing all this other stuff behind closed doors and and possibly experimenting with lsd and marijuana and and uh and like i said his brother being involved in the murder of of marilyn monroe you know and if you go listen to the show and i'll put a link up for it over at tlgpodcast.com and I'm, I think I'm going to buy their book, too, because there's a lot of good stuff in there. They said, you know, I want to see the actual documents and I want to see the photographs and stuff and uh, go, where they go into a lot more detail on things. But, you know, I walk away from hearing that show convinced Bobby Kennedy had Marilyn Monroe murdered. No way around it. You know, I mean, she was threatening to expose, uh, you know, these affairs and and. uh Man, they couldn't have that. Not back then, you know. Marilyn was spiteful, you know. She wasn't getting what she wanted. She was being rebuffed and, uh, you know, she couldn't believe what was happening. And, you know, she was angry. And, you know, these guys, and of course Marilyn was diddling a whole lot of people back then, you know. I mean, she was, she was banging JFK, RFK, her, her, uh, her psychologist, um, who arrived on the scene, you know, who was called to the scene, uh, you know, Joe DiMaggio, these, uh, you know, just a lot of people. There's even an allegation in there where at the Calneva Ranch, you know, about, I think it was a week or two before she died, this is where Frank Sinatra lives, there was a, a couple of uh, 
mob guys there who, who ended up drugging her and raping her. And one of them was Johnny Roselli. Okay? So, you know, it wasn't all happy, happy, fun times for Marilyn. You know, I mean, when you're a woman, you know, certain things are power. Okay? You hold a lot of power over a man if you are a beautiful, beautiful uh, and famous person. You know, you can have anything you want. You can have any man you want. You can bed any man you want. You know, and, and she did. Okay? So, you know, when she was getting rebuffed from Bobby and Jack and, and things were about to hit the fan, um, you know, and I, and I don't, everybody says, oh no, JFK would have been had a second term. I think some of this stuff would have leaked from these FBI buggings and, uh, cause they had audio of, of, uh, you know, their, their, their pillow talk and their actual sex and, if any of this would have leaked out, uh, you know, before Kennedy, uh, you know, would get reelected, that that would do him in, you know, it would have finished him. So this, you know, the second coming of Camelot was a farce. Okay. You know, you know, we find out later that, you know, Jackie was likely seeing someone else on the side, uh, you know, before she, moved on to, uh, you know, the, uh, Onassis. She was likely seeing him while, while her and JFK were still together. Um, but you know, for, on the front, on the face, you know, for the public to see, they're a happy little family, you know, but deep inside, they both know what the deal is, you know, and it's gotta be hard for a woman like Jackie to, to have to deal with being his trophy wife. You know, and, and and knowing that, you know, he's running around and, and, and banging all these hot young chicks and, you know, but, oh, no, he loves her, you know. You know, it's so, you know, even there's there's, there's a document out there that, that uh, CIA declassified document. I don't even know if it's real or not. You know, you run into these things, but the author seemed to think that it was real, that, that the CIA was hip to the fact that, um, Marilyn was going to go public and that she had a diary of secrets, um, supposedly told to her by JFK and RFK, um, uh, of different things. And, uh, you know, not sure how worried they were about it, but, um, I guarantee RFK was worried about it. So, you know, there's a lot more to this than, than meets the eye. Um, when it comes to, JFK. I mean, I I don't even know when the guy slept. You know what I'm saying? He had a lot on his plate just being president. And he had to keep up with his family. He had to keep up with engagements. He had to have this secret life where he was running around doing all this other stuff. You know, so I don't even know when the guy slept. But and I don't dispute the fact that, you know, that that he was a, a, a great president. I just dispute the fact that he was a great person. Um, you know, good people, even if that's, you got, you you guys got to remember with, with money and power come privileges and benefits. Okay. And, you know, with the majority of us being, not being in that company, in that club, we just don't understand. Uh, you know, these guys get in, feel they're entitled to certain things. Uh, 
And, you know, they take what they want. They've always gotten what they wanted or they take what they want. And uh, that's just it. If If you're not down with it, then, you know, there'll be another one coming along here that will be. So maybe Jackie was. You know, we'll never know. Or maybe we will know, but that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, it, it just wasn't what it appeared to be uh, on the public face of things. You know, I just wonder, how, you know, when you see these pictures of Bobby and, and JFK together, what the hell were they really talking about? You know, how good Marilyn Monroe was or, you know, were they talking about Kennedy and Ke- or uh, Khrushchev in Cuba? You know, but I guess my point is, okay, that maybe, just maybe, you know, these, uh, you know, the sheer amount of these trysts and covering for him and, and, and everything that that goes along with it, you know, you know, maybe the secret service were told to, uh, get a little lax on their procedures in Dallas and, not really having a problem with that, you know, they followed their orders, you know, because of what kind of a person JFK really was. Um, you know, it's hard to, hard to know for sure. You know, there's even allegations in the book that, that Thomas Noguchi, who did Marilyn Monroe's autopsy, intentionally left out certain things and, uh, kind of fudge things a little bit on the autopsy, you know, for certain people, um, and was rewarded for that, you know, being the, being rewarded with the position of LA County coroner in which position he was when he did RFK's autopsy with whom he was, uh, very supportive and liked very much. Uh, and he wanted to do a really, really good job on his autopsy and did so. And, uh, you know, it's with that autopsy report that today, you know, if, if somebody were to read it, it's quite plain and spelled out pretty good that, you know, RFK was killed by three shots from behind. You know, one in his chest, one in his armpit, and one to the back of the head. So, you know, of course, Noguchi can't spread it out for us, but, you know, Searhan, Searhan was in front. You know, bullets don't bend in midair, you know, regardless of the magic bullet theory. That, that I mean, that was an even worse magic bullet theory than the one that hit JFK, when you think about it. But, majority of Americans bought it. They ate it, they swallowed it, and they moved on. And, you know, just when you think that, hey... JFK's son is coming, JFK Jr. You know, he's, he's a good-looking guy. He's very mag- magnetic, magnanimous. He's a great speaker. You know, he's uh, building his own fortune, starting a magazine. Um, he's got a beautiful wife. You know, baby on the way. Just when you think, you know, he might be uh, starting down the path to one day becoming president and... Uh, he's taken out, you know, and there's, you can believe the official story, like with all this stuff, you know, there's official stories and then there's what really happened. Okay. And the government thinks we're not smart enough 
to handle the truth. Or that if we knew the truth, that we would demand that those in power be removed. And they don't want that. Okay? They like where they are. They're in the catbird seat. They call the calls. Or they make the calls. And uh, that's where they like it. You know, God forbid they get called to the carpet on things. And, uh, you know, there's even an allegation out there that, that Ted Kennedy wasn't even in the car at Chappaquiddick. <clears throat> you know, that he was set up when he was going to run. Um, you know, and then he tried, of course he tried again. Um, he, he tried to run him for president and then they brought the Chappaquiddick thing up again and that ruined him. So, you know, he was forever the senator, you know, the powerless senator. Um, somebody thought that these Kennedys were a very, very big threat to the way business is done in this country. You know, we're now in a semi-fascist state where the corporations make the rules and uh, you know, they, they, they pay to get things going their way. Or, or else why would we have th- even have things like Monsanto? Why would we have, you know, million fast food restaurants on every corner serving us processed crap? You know, they're killing us slowly. It's a slow burn, people. It's a slow burn. And slowly, slowly, the next generation is getting indoctrinated into this bullshit of believing in their government and and the so-called, uh, you know, war on terror and this, that, and the other. And they just don't care enough to take a closer look at things. You know, they're, they're too involved in, in their Facebook, their Instagram their video games, their Starbucks, you know, their 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 new pants, their new hairstyle, who's dating who, uh, you know, who's turning themselves into a woman. It's just one thing after another. It's indoctrinated crap, you know, and you don't hear people like me and you don't hear people like uh, Offerman or, or anybody else like that on the mainstream airwaves for a reason. Okay, because people actually have to seek us out. People have to already be in the mindset that they somewhat agree with what we're saying, or else they're not going to listen. And <clears throat> it baffles me, man. It baffles me how somebody like a Rush Limbaugh or Jim Bohannon or people like this, Mark Levin, you know, just have all these listeners and these loyal followers that believe everything they say. This. This supposed uh, partisan crap, you know. I just want to call in and be like, look, what are you even talking about, man? Because, you know, I heard Jim Bohannon talking about the new, uh, what's the, the, the new Patriot Act. It's called like the USA Freedom Act, where they want to repeal the Patriot Act, which was found uh, unconstitutional, unlawful. Uh, they want to change something else called the USA Freedom Act and they're they're sitting there droning on and on about how much we need this and and how much it would mean to people uh, and how much it would protect us and you just want to say what the hell are you thinking you know it's you know we have an agency to handle foreign intelligence it's called the CIA okay it's their job 
to protect us from foreign enemies, foreign intelligence. They, they need to know everything that's going on all over the world. That's their job. Okay. When was the last time we had homegrown, pure homegrown terrorism in this country? You know, really, really widespread homegrown terrorism in this country. And don't even say 9-11, okay? Because we can argue about that all day. Um, you know, it's... Uh, that's not on my radar. You know, the last the last thing, a little bit of terrorism that I experienced personally, because I live close to where all this stuff was happening, and I still drive by for my work a couple places where people were shot, is the uh, Beltway Sniper. Okay, and that was that was terrorizing. You know, you had this crazy some bitch just shooting people randomly, and they couldn't find him. They couldn't find him. They didn't even know what kind of car he was in. They were looking for a white van. He's in an old beat up S Impala. You know, they're shooting out of a hole in the trunk. You know, it's just craziness. That that was ter- that was terrorizing. Okay, but it was it was localized terrorism. People in California could give two shits. You know, sure, there's the there's the crazy son of a bitch who wants to, you know, drive the BMW, you know, down by the beach and start shooting people at random. You know, but there's there's crazy people everywhere. You can't prevent it no matter how much intelligence you have. There's always going to be crazy people doing crazy, unpredictable shit. There just is. And we can't do nothing about it. Okay? Just hope you're not in it. You know, that's about it. You know, be self-aware. I think, you know, they don't trust us as, you know, mature human beings to, when we honestly see something wrong, something that, that maybe might not be above board, you know, to give them a call and say, hey, you might want to look at this guy. He just doesn't seem right. This is what he's been doing. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you know instead they want to re- have a database of ev- everybody in the United States. All of our phone calls, all of our texts, all of our emails, all of our conversations. You know, I'm sure, like I said in the last one, I'm sure they follow us around on their cameras with their with their license plate reader and facial recognition technology. You know, these smart passes, easy passes. They know where everywhere we go, you know, with our credit card records. They know everything we go, everywhere we go, everything we do, everything we buy. They know, you know, because you're... You dummy, you think you're going to save a couple cents at the supermarket, okay? And you sign up for their bonus card or, or, or whatever it is, your MVP card, you know, and you fill, out the, you fill out the paperwork, you know, and then somewhere, somewhere, there's a big database of, of everything you've ever bought, what day you bought it. Um, you know, they, now they know everything your family eats, how often you eat, what you eat, um, stuff they don't need to know. You know, when I bought a pair of pants at, at, at Belk, you know, they don't need to know this. When, when I went and bought a pair of shoes at Kohl's, they don't need to know this. When I went and got a flat screen TV at Best Buy, they don't need to know this, but they know it. They could piece our anybody's life out there together within probably an hour. I mean, a good portion of your life, who you are, what you do, your daily routine, all that stuff. Who you talk to. How long you're on the internet, what you look up on the internet, you know, all this stuff. 
they know. They do. They know it. And somewhere in some giant facility with air conditioners running everywhere and servers everywhere and lights popping everywhere, all of our information sits for perpetuity until they need it, until they want to get in there. Okay? When's the last time that the government has thwarted an actual terrorist threat from inside the United States? I'm still waiting on your answer. I'm still waiting on your answer. Oh, never? Huh. Yes, you, sir, there. You got the correct answer. Never. 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 Okay, you know, the government made these fusion centers, which supposedly collated like state, local, and uh, jurisdictional and federal police. Where they have you know these these fusion centers set up in, in various states to make uh, investigating supposed terrorist activity or terrorist threats easier. You know how many viable threats they found in in the uh, four years they were doing this? Zero. Zero. Okay. You know DeAndre going down to the corner and shooting Tony. That's not terrorism. That's life. Okay. You know, you can't prevent all crime or we're going to be in someone like, somewhere like the minority report. You know, it's just, it's not like that. We don't want it like that. At least I don't. And, uh, you know, I don't want them to have my personal information. You know, I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere for, for, you know, for what I do and what, what I believe. And so be it, you know, just makes me a target for whatever they want to, whatever they want to do in the future. Um, but anyway, that's where we are now. Okay. But the dark side of Camelot, you know, we like to villainize LBJ, uh, for his womanizing and, and, uh, you know, all these other people, Bill Clinton and, uh, God knows what Ronald Reagan was doing, you know, and, uh, Nixon out there at the, uh, what is that place out there near San Francisco? I don't know. It's really high exclusive camp, not the Bilderberg group. I don't know. High ranking people, famous people meet out there and like sacrifice animals or something. I don't know what they do out there, but and have sex and whatever they do. Um, so yeah, there was a darker side to Camelot, but we all have our dark sides and, some are public and some are not. And maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, a lot of these guys in the Secret Service and his immediate protection crew weren't real keen on what he was doing to Jackie and the kids. Um, you know, just a possible motivation. I don't, I, of course, I don't know for sure, but it makes sense to me. And. Another thing I want to bring up, you know, because there's a lot of common threads throughout all this stuff in the 60s, you know, like to what was going on in Laurel Canyon and the Process Church and Charles Manson and, and L.A. and just all kinds of craziness. I mean, you can tie these com common threads together through all this stuff, you know, the, the hippie piece, you know, love and drugs movements of, of the 60s and, you know, the Beatles and. You could really take this far if you wanted to. Which br oh brings me to this point. 
um, people. Uh, fellow researcher Dave McGowan, okay, who you might have heard of before. He does a lot of interviews about uh, how the moon landings were faked, uh, the Boston bombing, um, and all kinds of other research. His big book is Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, and you know what was really going on with, in, inside Laurel Canyon with the uh, Manson murders and things of this nature, and the weird scene that was you know, going on in Laurel Canyon with drugs and, uh, you know, musicians in there and just, he, he's a great researcher and he's an old school dude. You know, he's got one of these old websites called Dave's web at, I don't know, at uh, CompuServe or so, something like that. I don't know, but, um, he's very, very come to find out he's very, very sick. He has like stage four cancer and it really, really came on him quick uh, out of the blue and you know he's recently he's you know been going through some hard times and trying to fight his way through this so if you could just take a moment uh, say a prayer send him some love and light and uh, you know keep him in your thoughts and hope for a speedy recovery because he's a truth seeker and whether you'll agree with his uh, findings or not you know, shouldn't matter. We're, you know, we're talking about a man's life here, a researcher, uh, somebody who's dedicated their life to finding the truth. Uh, so please, 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 you know, pray for Dave. Uh, keep him in your thoughts and prayers. And uh, I just wanted to say that because I have a lot of respect for him. I've been listening to him uh, and reading his stuff for a long, long time now. And uh, a lot of it is really, really good. So... Dave, speedy, quick recovery, buddy. And I'll, I'll try to find a link to uh, his PayPal if you'd like to help him out. Of course, he's he's one of those people that, like a lot of us, we don't have great insurance or, or any insurance. And, you know, how expensive it is for chemotherapy and to get the right treatment. Um, you know, he, he's just a regular dude. You know, he's got a 9-to-5 job. He does his stuff in his spare time. And, uh... So if you could, if any little bit helps, if you could you know send him a couple bucks, greatly appreciated. You know, getting through these tough times. Hopefully he'll pull on through, and be around. And uh, you know, with the, with a quick you know, onset of this stuff, whatever it is he's got, it's called little little cell. Uh, I can't remember the exact medical term of it, but it's it's a very aggressive form of cancer, but. You know, just like four months ago, everything was normal. His white blood cell, you know, was normal when he you know, went in for blood work. Uh, everything was normal. Everything was normal. And then all of a sudden, four months later, he has, you know, trouble breathing. He goes in and they give him six months to live. So, God damn, that's hard. It may be hard for anybody. So, if you can find it in your heart to help brother out, a fellow researcher... I'm going to try to find that link for you, put it up, send him a couple bucks, try to help him out. Um, he'd be a good guy to have around a little bit longer. You know, it's, it's not his time to go yet. Uh, so thank you for listening to that, people. And just to summate uh, the, this darker side of Camelot, you know, I know people, they don't want to hear about UFOs and aliens and, and Roswell, and they don't want to hear about you know, the Kennedys being murderers, 
and the womanizing and the drug use. But, you know, it happened. You know, was he a great president? Yeah. Could he have been a greater president? Probably. If they would have let him. You know, he, he didn't have a big company business in mind. You know, it wasn't in JFK to make richer people richer. Or to make rich people richer. You know, he, he didn't care who he pissed off. You know, he wasn't getting good intelligence from the CIA, so he fired Alan Dulles and threatened to, to, to end the CIA, period. You know, he was, he was working on building up the DIA um, and make it a more of a military thing than a civilian uh, entity. And, of course, we all know how that worked out. Uh, so... You know, who knows? You know, everybody wants to debate about who killed Kennedy or why they wanted him dead. Um, you know, w when it comes to finding out what what exactly they were doing, it makes it that much harder. You know, because everybody wants to have this pretty picture of, of, of these Camelot, you know, and Jackie and how pretty she was and her stylish clothes and her, her adorable kids, you know, playing under the desk and... This, that, and the other, you know, sailing in Hyannisport on the on the on the sailboat, and uh, you know this fairy tale life, you know. But in the meantime, you know, JFK's banging his secretary, he's banging movie stars, he's banging German spies, uh, married women, didn't matter. Secretaries didn't matter. Nineteen-year-olds didn't matter. You know, he was getting his, and. uh all Jack he had to do was, you know, everybody said, was surprised at how strong she was. Well, I'm sure she had a lot of practice putting on that fake smile um, for everything that she had to endure, um, which she might have been a willing participant in, you know. A lot of people agree to do things for various reasons, you know. Is the prospect of being the first lady of the United States one of them? Or did she truly, truly love Jack Kennedy? And was just, I mean, because she had to know, I mean, she had to know what he was doing. You know, you can't, you can't be president of the United States and, and, you know, just disappear. <laughs> okay. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Was she happy? Was she not happy? I don't know. You know, was the secret service, uh, did they think highly of, of, of Jack? Probably not. Um, were they excited about the prospect of having to give their life for this scumbag? In their eyes, I'm not calling him a scumbag. I'm just saying, you got to put yourself in other people's shoes sometimes. You know, would you be excited if you were a Secret Service agent to, to take a bullet for this womanizing dude that has this beautiful family at home? I probably wouldn't be. That's me. You know, it's just a job. You know, it's there's other jobs. You know, people people left. You know, it wasn't like people in Secret Service back then were making millions of dollars. Uh, so anyway, I reckon that's it. I reckon this son of a bitch is in the can. 
beamed up to the satellite down directly to your ears, people. This is your boy Rob Clark on the Lungoman Podcast, episode number 64, The Darker Side of Camelot. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon. right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.